Blog Talk Radio. From Los Angeles, California, it's Music Friday Live. There's our starting music. <laughs> oh, it's going to be one of those. Now, we're brought to you by Solar City, your source of clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. We have three guests today. We have Salme Dahlstrom, electropop dance music artist from New York City. We have a sweet balladeer from Los Angeles by way of Chicago. And we have a global pop singer from Sweden who's got a message in her music, and her music is out of this world. So stay tuned. If everything works, we're going to have a lot of fun. There we go. Things are working the way they're supposed to be now. I should I should tell you that right off the bat that the platform that we use, which is the Blog Talk Radio's uh, platform, is a little unstable. They're having some glitches, um, and they um, tried to do a uh, kind of a, a remake or an update of the actual studio software. It didn't go so well. Unfortunately, I found out about it this morning when my producer and I uh, came on in. So we may have a few glitches, but um, we'll do the best we can. And before I introduce our first guest, I want to thank all of you who've been recommending bands on our website. We are booked into October with bands that you've recommended, and we're now checking out recommendations we got last month for next month, if that makes sense. You all know a lot of bands, right, you lovely listeners. So hold off for a while, but don't hold off visiting the website. This Friday, we will post a bunch, that is today, we're going to post a bunch of new reviews, and we're putting on uh, some music news now on our Twitter feed, so uh, just keep right on following us. Now, I think our first guest is on the phone. Hi, is this Salme? It is. How you doing, Patrick? I'm doing well, considering uh, the technology bugs uh, that are going on here, but you're here, so everything is fine. Welcome back to Music Friday. Well, thanks for having me. Well, Salme, uh, when you were on Music Friday Live back in August, you promised that you would let us know when your new album, Pop Propaganda Volume 2, Retro Funk Soul Junction, was out. And apparently it's out because you're here. Yes, Tuesday it came out, so it's here. Everybody go get your copy from your uh, favorite digital distributor. There are also CDs for those old-fashioned folks available from my website. And why don't you tell us what your website is? My website is www.solmayland.com. That's www.salmeland.com. And what exactly is retro funk or retro funk soul? It's something that sounds really cool. It is whatever you want it to be, Patrick. But uh, <laughs> it, the reason well, no, it's what I you think, want it to be. <laughs> it's, yeah, and what I wanted it to be. Uh, the name came about because I was going back to a lot of old school. Um, break beats and, and sounds and a little bit back to the sound that I had on my first album, the Acid Cowgirl Audio Trade. So it, it felt like it was like a good meeting place 
for for the the new soulful uh, me that we talked about last time, and sort of the the breakbeat funky stuff that I've been known for in the past. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to it, uh, and if it's it it's is it ex- an extension of or a um, uh, a, an, a change from the last album. Well, I decided to put out three EPs, the pop propaganda EPs, and and each one is uh, it's all electronic music, but it's it's different genres of it or, or different variations of it. So the first one, Volume One, was a little more electro club based uh, venture, and um, Volume Two, like we talked about, is uh, more of the old school mixed with new technology, and Volume 3 is a surprise for next year. <laughs> okay, well, I'm looking forward to it. I want everybody, to, uh, in, in response to the emails that we're getting right now for you, uh, Salma, Land is, Salma Land is spelled S-A-L-M-E-L-A-N-D. That's where you get the album. That's www.salmaland.com. And um, I'm sorry, um, Salme, that we only have a few minutes today. Will you come back for a Halloween show? Absolutely. I'll even dress up for it. <laughs> well, I can't turn you down on that one. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Uh, uh, well, thanks so much for, for, uh, for calling in, uh, Salme. Now, the, the album is Pop Propaganda Volume 2, Retro Funk Souls Junction. Salme will be back for a full 25-minute interview next month on our Halloween show. But in the meantime, the album is available now. It's at www.salmeland.com or in all the other various places where you can find her. Thanks a lot, Salme. Bye-bye now. Bye. Take care. We're going to take a, a quick break, and then when we come back, we have a, a, a wonderful, sweet singing guest for you. Don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. And we're back. I'm, I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, on Music Friday Live. I want to welcome all of our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network. I know you're listening to us a little bit later than the live show because they rebroadcast us later. And also, um, hi to all of our uh, listeners on our radio affiliates, especially our radio affiliates in Tampa, Florida. You're having a, a great time listening to this. So if any of you have questions or comments for our guests, call us, 347 347- Two one five seven five eleven. That's three four seven two one five seventy five eleven. You can also, uh, if you're listening to us on the Blog Talk Radio Network, you can log in on the chat room. I see there's lots of people logged in on the chat room. Hi, everybody on the chat room. If you have a question, just let us know. Or you can email us. If you're sitting there at work and you've got your headphones on and you're not really paying attention to that PowerPoint on the screen in front of you, uh, you can email us. You can email us at music. Friday live at gmail.com. That's music Friday live at gmail.com. And if you're listening to us on a podcast, 
which means you're not live. You can still send email to our um, our, our guest. You can email us here at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. We will forward it on. We'll take your address off so you don't get put on any any list that you may not want to be on, and we'll um, send you back the answer. So even if you're listening to us on a podcast, you can still interact with our guests. Speaking of our guests, Jack Kovacs' debut EP, The State Line, is melodic introspective. It's a great look into the mind of a young songwriter discovering his power. Now, he's learned to inhabit all of those in-between spaces that separate public music expression from internal contemplation, and which is not an easy thing to do. And the result is poetic, it's dreamy, it's otherworldly, and it's very, very real. He sings and about things that, that we know about. We've been there. And we ask, how did he know? His, his singing is carried by a soft, precisely picked and strummed guitar. He brings back some of other people's past, his past, our past. He, foretell, he foretells futures, all the while streaming his life forward for us to hear and contemplate. Some of his songs are so universal that they're almost eerie. Some are so personal, they're like pastel paint, and they're all hypnotic and, and addictive. He will be releasing his debut album, The State Line, October 27th, about a month from now, but he's joining us today with a little gift. It's a gift of a preview of some of the wonderful music we're all waiting for. Uh, Jack Kovacs, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hi, so so glad to be on the show. Thanks for having me, Patrick. Hi, everybody out there. Uh, Jack, you managed to paint images in music that are at once pastel and sometimes painful, which is not easy to do. Now, part of it, I think, is your talent with guitar, and part of it is very sophisticated production, and part of it is the stories you tell. How long did it take you to develop all those skills? Oh, well, it's, uh, I guess you could the easy answer would be an entire lifetime <laughs> from the, you know, the very first days when I was uh young and writing stories in crayon on paper that I look back now and I I can't believe I <laughs> wrote down all that gibberish. Uh I've always just had a fascination with, you know, taking what I see with the world and expounding on it into uh, you know, fantasy realms. I was, uh, uh, you know, a young, voracious reader, and uh, it seemed almost natural that what I wanted to do, like, I, w I wanted to get more interactive with the story by coming up with stories myself, uh, you know, and, and they always kind of tied into whatever I was really interested in at the time, uh, you know, I, I was really fascinated with uh, sea mammals, whales, and things like that, so I used to write stories about them when I was about six or seven, and, uh, you know, writing just kind of always was a something that went along with everything else that I was really interested in when I was really fast. I, I was, I was in, an athlete when I was younger and uh, basketball was my passion in that realm, but I would write about it in my time not playing basketball. So it's kind of like almost a way of reflecting. Well, I want to give our, um, our listeners um, a little sample of um, what the result of that is. This is the title track from the album, State Line. We're going to play a little of this.
That is such a, a, a beautiful picture that you paint. And, and you know, I feel like I, I've been there years ago, and, and I imagine everybody who has driven or hitchhiked across the country in their youth can relate to that. Is that song a personal memory? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, uh, you know, the, the, the scene that's kind of painted in the, in the lyrics may not be exactly how events transpired but you know i've only got your attention for one second and i want to pack so much uh memory into uh one little moment so it's kind of an amalgam of little bits and pieces between uh just me personally traveling by myself uh to different stretches of this beautiful country we live in to um you know real people who i've had to you know who, who were vestiges in my life and are no longer no longer there uh so it it kind of traverses that that uh that inner like as you put it that inner space that you know when you're traveling alone and it's just you and the images that pass by you and it's just there you're there left reflecting on on those elements kind of the distance and so that story turns into more of a story about the distance between the people in my life that I, you know, that used to be there all the time and are no longer there anymore. Well, you you did a wonderful job of it. You really built that feeling. Um, We're talking with uh, Jack Kovacs. You can talk with him. You can call in 347-215-7511, or you can email him. You can email at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Now, I want to uh, play another one of those songs that that creates some of those images. Uh, this is a, a trip through the mind that you do very well. It's called At Sea. much colder and then you sing about the uh, the bright star in your life but jack you're not old and you can't be cold you moved to los angeles from chicago so so where did that song come from <laughs> <laughs> oh man i i guess you know that's well i guess we're always older uh no matter what um that's just kind of uh something that's unavoidable so i guess old age is a is all a matter of perspective 
maybe it's just my own lack of uh, of awareness of of, of the, the great expanse that life could become in the years to come. But you know, for now, it's just maybe it's more of a feeling than so much a measurement of time. You know, you can just feel old, well, feel tired. Uh, uh, you know, uh, LA is supposed to make people feel young, so I hope you don't get to feeling too old. So I want to talk a little bit about that move. Um, I know you came to Los Angeles to study guitar at USC. But there's more yeah. to it than that, that Chicago has a lot of world-class guitar players. So, so why did you come to, to L.A. to study? I, well, you know, I, I wanted to also study, um, I, I wanted to study, you know, get a good general education alongside my music education. Uh, you know, music's always, has, has been a, a predominant passion in my life. But um, I, I know that if I really want to be engaged in everything around me, I have to be, you know, just getting knowledge from other places, and I, I wanted to actually get a university education alongside my, my music school education and, uh, you know, just be part of a, a community of people like me, young and really uh, uh, curious about the, the study of music, the nuts and bolts, the, the theory elements, and all those aspects that you really get a feel for when you're in school. Well, I've, I've got at least three emails here <laughs> from Chicago. Uh, I've got uh, Howler in Chicago. I've got Asim hey, in Chicago. And I've got um, uh, Thomas Y. in Chicago. And they all say pretty much the same thing. What about the University of Chicago or Northwestern? Don't they teach music there? I don't know oh, the answer to well, that. Well, <laughs> you know, as, as prestigious as those two universities are, University of Chicago does not have a music performance program, although I did attend their high school, and uh, they're, they're definitely a, a huge part of my life and past, and it speaks to my academic nerdy nature <laughs> is where I come from. And then Northwestern's got an excellent classical music program, uh, but contemporary music uh, is, is not really found at either of those universities, no, you, you... Uh, at least uh, at curricularly they're not found well I, i'm glad you came to the right place in los angeles let's uh, i, I want to play a song of summer i think it's appropriate at this I'm particular point to the song of the summer a morning sun that rises to the top of a different sky i'm looking forward to the change of the season a turning point that leads me to a reason to For a chance to be young And listening for a brand new song to be sung I'll be living in the light That shines right into the night The day you listen to the song of the summer Keeps the photograph There we go. Uh, that was Song hey. of Summer. And, and yeah, I know. And in this, I told you, we're, ha- we're having uh, some, some bugs here with, with the platform every now and then. Uh, that was the, the song, The Song of Summer. And in the lyrics, you say that you are looking forward to summer, the change of season, the time to be young. But there's no change of season here. It's almost always summer. So is L.A. your ideal place and you don't really miss the season change? Or are you always looking for something that's not here? Or am I being too literal? Oh, you know, I I I don't think there's any wrong way to. I, I, no matter what questions come, it's it's always great to explore what a song, a, a questions a song can make us ask. Uh, you know, I think that the uh, the the song is is kind of just about all the elements that we deal in pa- in terms of time. 
past, present, and future. Uh, the way that a, the, in the past, the way a song can evoke a memory, you know, the present and just being in the moment and seeing how, you know, how much joy there is around us and, and the future and, and, and lo- just looking forward to what things may come. Sometimes the future is the most exciting time in our life because we just can't, you know, we, we can't stop thinking about all the great things that can come our way. Well, for, for L.A., of course, uh, this is the future for a lot of musicians. This has become the music yeah. capital of the country. Sorry, New York. Um, we're talking with uh, Jack Kovacs, and, and you can talk with him at 347-215-7511, or you can email your questions in to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And we do have some emails for you. We've got Willie in San Francisco who says he loves your guitar playing. Do you play only guitar? acoustic guitar or do you also play the electric guitar i play the electric guitar uh, probably as much as i play the acoustic guitar i will say that the songs on this ep were written on acoustic guitar but the production of the album features a lot of electric guitar playing um and uh in- including uh some some electric guitar playing with an ebo uh really briefly an ebo is is, the, is a is a tool that you can use to vibrate the strings using an electromagnetic field creating a long sustained sound it almost makes it sound like a synthesizer so wow. yeah that's a long answer for a uh, a short one, which is, yes, I play electric guitar, and I love electric guitar. Okay, all right. Well, uh, I love what you do on the guitar. Um, there's um, a lot of, in, in each one of your songs, they're deceptively simple but because they're sweet, but they have a lot of layers, and, and you incorporate vocals from Huxley's uh, front woman, Caitlin Notley, who's also a music producer and also a USC grad, too, if I'm not mistaken, does she Absolutely. produce with you, or do you do all the production yourself? Well, I mean, uh, it's I, I've had a hard time myself deciding what constitutes the producer. You know, I, I produced with a, a mentor of mine in this uh, in LA named Tim Kobza, uh, and he basically was the one to just kind of you know show me the ropes and and bring me to the best studios. But and, and on the other flip side, Huxley was in the studio and just contributing tons of ideas and helping these songs come to life. So a producer is anybody who just takes your original idea and breathes bigger life into it. Uh, so, so yes, Caitlin absolutely did have some uh, really wonderful production uh, credits on this record, including a, a re-recording of, of one of our songs on this record called The Empty House, uh, which we, 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 we retract with new uh, guitar effects uh, for a music video that we'll be releasing later this month. Uh, and uh, I love that. I, it's not one of the songs we have on our uh, jukebox here, but uh, I really recommend it to everyone. Real quick, tell people where they can get the album when it comes out, and also, is there a way they can pre-order it? Uh, there's no way to pre-order the album. However, you'll be able to get it on any digital media uh, outlet. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it, listen to it on Spotify. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it on CD Baby. Uh, or you could buy it personally from my website, which is jackkovacs.com, and that's the place where you can actually buy a hard copy featuring uh, the, the brilliant artwork by my friend Tara Perry, uh, as well as uh, some extra bonus tracks that you can only get on the hard copy. Okay. All right. Well, I want to make sure everybody uh, uh, knows that and that, once again, give them the date that uh, they can actually uh, log on and get the album. It'll be October 27th. October 27th. Okay. Well, we'll have to uh, to remind everybody. We may have you on for maybe a minute or so at the beginning of the show beforehand, or I'll just re- remind everybody. Uh, and also, let's, let's give them your website once again. Oh, yeah. It's just 
jackkovacs.com. That's K-O-V-A-C-S on that last name. Okay, all right. Uh, we're gonna. I've got time for one more song, and this is a song that has a wonderful feminine touch to it. This is Jenny. Love the, uh, the 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 kind of sunshine that that pours out of that song, uh, and I love the way that Caitlin's voice forms a kind of shimmering veil behind your lyrics. Now, um, but I do have a question. After listening to the lyrics, did Jenny ever come out and play? <laughs> Jenny and I are getting married in March. Actually, <laughs> oh, congratulations! So, yeah, thank you very much. Wow. Yeah, you she, know what? She she wised up. She she heard it. <laughs> You know, in the the years I've been doing this show, this is the first time that somebody has announced that they're getting married on the show. So thank you. Oh, hey. <laughs> well, family, if you're listening, that is the news. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, uh, we must be having a very good time because our time has flown. Um, and I want to thank you yeah. for being with us today, Jack. This has been really fun, and I really love your music. Oh, thank you. The pleasure's all mine. It's great talking to you, Patrick, and uh, great getting to meet some of these people all over the country. Appreciate your questions. Well, that's uh, Jack Kovacs. That's K-O-V-A-C-S. The album State Line will be available October 27th. We're going to remind you of that later on, but uh, put it down on your calendars and go to all the various places where you buy music and look for Jack Kovacs' The State Line. We're going to take a break right now, and when we return, we're going to talk with Sarah Karismata. Don't go away. You're not going to want to miss this. And uh, my, produce, my producer is there. He is. Hi there. We're going to have an ad. Just, here it is. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to OperationHomefront.net. Cyberstation USA is the future of radio. Get your business into the online future at the world's largest internet radio station. From banner placement on our homepage to any of our broadcaster stations, commercials on our video player, audio spots on any of our shows, or at the beginning of any of our on-demand broadcasts. Cyberstation USA offers competitive rates with a worldwide reach, a fully integrated one-stop shop social media broadcast platform. For more information, please contact our sales department at Cameo at CyberStationUSA.com. And we're back. This is Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host on Music Friday Live. 
in just a few minutes, we're going to be talking with someone from Sweden. Sarah is going to be with us, Sarah Karismata, and uh, you're going to really enjoy this, and you're going to really enjoy your music. But right now, we have a very important word from our wonderful sponsor, Solar City. Solar power is a huge win-win for homeowners, but a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because of the upfront costs. With Solar City, you can go solar for zero upfront cost on approved credit. Solar City will come out, they'll install a solar system on your home for free, and you only pay for the power you use, just like you do from the utility company, except you're using a lot less of it because the sun is making it as much as half, in my case, when I put solar on my home. Solar City pays for the system, it insures the system, it maintains the system, and all you have to do is enjoy the savings. So if you've been ready for solar but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. How do you find out? Well, I've got a phone number for you. You knew I was going to give you a phone number. 909-618-6937. That's 909-618-6937. And when you call, you're going to talk to a wonderful woman by the name of Tina. She's my representative there. Tell her I called or I told you to call, and she will give you a discount on your first order. So that's 909-618-6937 to solarize your home. You will be very, very glad you did. You're helping yourself, and you're helping the earth. Well, you have to listen very carefully to the music of our next guest. Sarah Charismata compresses a lot of message inside the hooks and beats of her pop songs. At first listens... She sings metaphorical poetry on a level with the best pop singers out there. But on second listen, and you must give her at least a second listen, there is more going on in her music than just great poetry. There is a worldview that is quite expansive, especially for someone so young, and quite critical. Sarah Charismata comes at you with self-confidence and self-awareness. She knows who she is and how good she is, and she's not afraid to experiment with music that breaks barriers and stands out. She's also not afraid to sing truth to power. Born in Sweden of Eritrean parents and lived in New York, she's seen many sides of life and has definite things to say about how the world is organized. She's acutely aware that culture change often precedes political change. She takes aim at the culture of greed and materialism and the empty, damaged lives that go with it. She's now back in Sweden, putting finishing touches on her debut EP to be released next month on her own label. But thanks to the miracle of Skype, she's here with us today. Sarah, welcome to Music Friday Live, and thank you for talking with us at 8.30 at night in Stockholm when you should be out partying or playing at a club. <laughs> thank you, Patrick. It's, um, I'm very happy to be here with you uh, on this lovely evening in Stockholm. Well, Sarah, I am so glad that your agent got in touch with us here at Music Friday Live uh, through our website. I find your music both addictive and intriguing, um, as is your history. Wow. Okay, now, well, I know you. Well, thank you. I, <laughs> I know you were born in Sweden, and your parents yeah. are from Eritrea, which is a country with a complex history, and one in which women have gained some measure of uh, freedom from the patriarchal yeah. control that uh, is mm-hmm. common in Africa. Did mm-hmm. your parents' history affect your music career and your political beliefs? Oh, absolutely. Um, my parents migrated to um, as refugees to to Sweden in the 70s. Um, uh, they left the war between Eritrea and uh, Ethiopia, 
um, Eritrea is in the Horn of Africa, and uh, they found their way to Sweden, where they got um, uh, where they got asylum, and that um, uh, has definitely affected me in my upbringing because there was always a sense of awareness of what my parents had to go through in order to for me to have the life um and the opportunities um that I was being given and it's interesting i um um i've done uh, some extensive reading on uh w e b du bois i don't know if you're familiar with him but he speaks oh, of, of a concept yeah and he speaks of double consciousness which is um essentially the conflict that happens in in uh in in individuals uh growing up in the western world as um as africans and you're just sort of aware you're looking at yourself from from somebody else's eyes always and that uh essentially uh led me to uh understand people in their situations and and i i i believe that i gain empathy because of this um uh, uh, well, your your, your music of what shows I was it. Exposed to, you, yeah, I, that definitely comes out in your music. Uh, now, I spent some time in Africa. I haven't been in Eritrea. The closest I've been oh, is Djibouti. Have you? Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, but out of curiosity, were your parents Highlanders or Lowlanders? Um, Highlanders or Lowlanders? Um, can you uh, elaborate on that? I'm not the Christian exactly Highland sure. or the Muslim Lowlanders. Oh. Um, actually, Eritrea is interesting in that way because um, it's not a, a, it's a very small country, and it's one of the few places in the world where uh, Muslims and Christians uh, live together in harmony um, mm. because Eritreans ha- always had a bigger battle, which was to maintain their independence. So the, the civil, um, any civil uproar as far as based in religion never really existed. Um, for instance, my mom is Muslim and my dad is Christian. And they got mm-hmm. married, and so that is actually, I think, in that sense, Eritrea is an example of, um, you know, of the fact that you can actually, uh, people of different religions in Africa can live um, in harmony. Well, I'm, uh, and and that also I think is reflected in your songs. Uh, in fact, one of the intriguing things about you is how you do reflect the cultures that you reside in. And you make them political and, and cultural statements. Uh, and yeah. there's one song that from your new EP that's a good example of that I like to play a little bit of Woman. Oh, uh, excellent choice. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if I recall, uh, that song was written as a tribute to uh, Maya Angelou, the American poet and author. Mm-hmm. But 
as ev- but as with everything, Sarah, there's more to it. Uh, can you tell mm-hmm. us how that song developed and what the messages are that you're delivering, especially when you sing that line, in my head scars have changed, but I walk in elegance? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I actually wrote this song in the beginning of the year, uh, before uh, uh, Miss Angela passed. And uh, it, the lyrics were inspired by her poem, Phenomenal Woman, which is one of my favorite uh, uh, poems ever written. And um, um, and when I uh, learned of her um, passing, that's when I felt, I mean, of course, this has to be a dedication to her, you know, because she essentially inspired uh, the, the content of it. Um, but that line, in my head, in my head, Scars of chains, but I walk in elegance. By that, I mean that we all, especially as women, you know, like sometimes I feel like it is not um, as acknowledged as with perhaps other minorities of the oppression that women have gone through um, uh, throughout history. And um, I I feel like that's still an ongoing thing. Like, for instance, how feminism can, to some people, be such an ugly word. But, for instance, if you speak of, you know, uh, anti-racism, then it's like, of course, you know, of course, you know, we should live in an anti-racist society. Uh, Whereas when we speak of, you know, having more feminism, like, uh, and more influence of women, then, uh, for instance, uh, then immediately becomes sort of like a, a very charged uh, discussion because not a lot of not everyone will acknowledge that women have uh, been oppressed and still suffer oppression and I feel that's what women do so beautifully you know they carry they carry so much pain and so much uh, inferiority complexes but they walk with such stride and elegance and strength that you wouldn't even know it we've got an email here for you uh, this is from um, Antolia and Antonella in Los Angeles, and she says, you okay. are so inspiring. I, well, I love not you. only what you're singing, but what you're saying. You really do sing truth to power. Please come and play in L.A. I would love to come and play in L.A. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's, that's, a, that's the best email. <laughs> I love uh, well, I love it. There'll be more, I'm sure. Uh, we're going to uh, listen to uh, a little bit of your hit single, uh, Gold Digger, and then we can talk a little bit about that and also talk about inequality. Huh? This is Gold Digger. Okay. The line that that you start that off with, uh, cold sweat in another stranger's bed, is that what it takes to survive in an unequal world, to sell yourself mentally and physically and spiritually? Hmm, that's an interesting question. Um, I think that's the way um, you might feel if you live in this world without awareness. We do live in a capitalist world where there is a lot of inequality, like especially income equality, inequality. Um, and if you don't 
if you don't live with that awareness, then you do feel a bit like, yeah, waking up in a stranger's bed in a cold sweat because you don't know, you don't really know what you, what you're doing, why you're living the way you are, and why you're making the decisions that you are because you're motivated by something that it's that's in its nature, um, uh, that in its nature lacks uh, a spiritual element, which is just money, the idea of money being our god. Well. Some some people say, and, and I'm 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 going to uh, come on riff off here from from a conversation that you blogged with you about with your friend Alan about your places in the economic scheme of things. You probably remember the blog. Uh, some people say that inequality is a natural condition for and the natural result of capitalism, but they also mm-hmm. point out that historically every other system of government and way of organizing society also contains inequality so it's probably a permanent part of the human condition um it's that the extremes of inequality that are oppressive not inequality itself or even mm-hmm. capitalism itself mm-hmm. so what, what do you think of that position i agree with that 100 percent. i am not arguing that there will be a time when there's no uh rich versus poor but you can change the standard of poor you know uh Let's make sure that everyone has shelter, uh, food, um, just basic, basic security, and then we can start, you know, you know, giving out billions and billions of dollars. That's what makes me feel uh, outraged that there are people with billions of dollars they don't know what to do with, and there are people starving. It doesn't unfortunately, make sense. So, unfortunately, some of them do know what to do with it. They buy Congress, but that's that, that's another show. Okay, <laughs> all right. Now you. I'll, I'll be back that, for that show. <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> and, I, and I'll welcome you. And and when with and with the hope you bring the songs that sing about that too. Mm-hmm. Um, now you recently. One of the things I like so much about about you is you 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 put your your songs where your beliefs are, and you recently mm-hmm. sang for a charity called uh, Naive. To raise mm-hmm. funds for emergency vehicles for war-ridden mm-hmm. and poverty-stricken people, you want to tell us about that charity? Uh, yeah, it's actually um, uh, the charity came about because there was a little boy about seven years old uh, that uh, was in a drowning accident and lost his life uh, in about two, three years ago, and uh, his father um, set up a foundation in his name. Um, they are originally from. Uh, um, Iran, but um, uh, the family is originally from Iran. But um, just like myself and my family um, have, you know, are also Swedes. Um, but the idea was for he, the uh, naive father didn't want his uh, death, to, you know, to have gone to waste or like his life to have gone to waste. And uh, that's why he set up this foundation. And I felt strongly that um, this was something that I needed to support, uh, not only because of the, you know. Uh, because of the heart-wrenching story, but also because of I I, I really appreciate people taking uh, taking time to do something positive for other people, even though it's not directly affecting them in the moment. And uh, I, I I support that. Anyway. Well, I want to ask you uh, about another charity, and and maybe a slightly difficult question. You also, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, you sang this week at a benefit for the victims of the Israeli bombing in Gaza. Yeah. Would you sing at a benefit for Israeli people killed by Hamas rockets or snapping raids? I would sing for 
anything that has to do with innocent civilians being killed. And and I say this, um, I try to make this as clear as possible. I don't choose sides. Like, I... It's not political. It's it's a humanitarian standpoint, because the reason why I also chose to to support this event was because there's a Swedish person that I know that is going down there personally, and is buying, uh, is going to department stores and is going to buy food and diapers and all sorts of things and hand it out to victims, families that have lost, you know, uh, loved ones, but also they're injured and so on. So I knew that this was. Um, I, I felt like this wouldn't necessarily implicate a right and a wrong because I feel like that is that's what's wrong with uh with politics today. You know, we get so caught up in right and wrong and in the meantime while people are sitting at the table discussing, you know, who started what and who should be, you know, uh doing, you know, what to stop things, people are still dying. There are people that are injured, you know, people in like physical pain, mental pain. And I'm more worried about them than I am about, you know. And actually, at this event, there were also uh, Israelis involved. It was it was a, a sort of like a Palestinians and Israelis coming together, you know, sort of thing, uh, sort of an event. So it wasn't well, uh, well, yeah. well, well stated, uh, very well stated. Uh, uh, thank you for that. We have a, a number of uh, emails from from people. Um, We've got some interesting comments. We've got uh, Asim in St. Paul who says, your life is the model we should all aspire to. It's based on strength, love, and fairness. Wow, uh, thank you. I think Asim is right there. Um, uh, Varda in Los Angeles uh, wants to know, how did you learn to speak English so well? Does everybody mm-hmm. in Sweden have to learn English? They do. Um I speak English well because I did live in the U.S. for nine years. Uh, I moved there when I was uh, 17, and I came back here last year. And um, But I also attended international schools uh, here in Sweden, and I did live in Eritrea. My family tried to move back there uh, back in 1999 and 2000, um, and so I went to uh, – I had to use English a lot and uh, – and so on, but um, I think it was also like I, I had I had a like an obsession with America growing up. I desperately <laughs> wanted no, I desperately wanted to move to America growing up. I felt like if I move to America, I will be okay. I will I can be who I want to be in America because that's what America represented and still represents, you know, and um, especially in media. And um, there's something really beautiful about the idea of America, even though it, it, it might fall short in practice. But you know, it, we can always improve. But the, I, I'm very ideological at heart, and something like that, just the, 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 just well, the possibility. Since, since you since you raised the topic, I, I I can't let it go by. You said uh, one of the reasons you wanted to move to America is you felt that uh, it, it would let you be who you want to be. And mm-hmm. being an old journalist, I have to ask you, what do you want to be? Well, uh, growing up here, I did feel it's very strange. I mean, a black girl in Sweden. Uh, there wasn't very much room to be to express yourself in a way I mean it's just a very confusing thing to do right where you're you're growing up around people that and and the standard is something that you're not 
right? Even if it's on a superficial basis, such as like skin color. But the, America to me represented, hey, here's a place where you can be whatever color you are, or it doesn't matter what your heritage is. Once you're in America, you're an American, period. So once somebody asks you, uh, where are you from in America? You no longer have have to explain. Well, I'm originally from Eritrea, but then I, I you know, I I was born in Sweden and so on and so on. I I just wanted to to experience what it would be like to say, oh, I'm actually from New York. As simple as that. You know what I mean? Not having to go into heritage and just sort of like identity issues. That's right. something okay. I was yearning for. Uh, I know that the uh, one of the big research foundations in the United States, the Pew Foundation, runs an annual survey uh, of attitudes, uh, including about immigration. Mm. And routinely over the years, they have found that while Americans, America's comfort mm. with immigration goes up and down, mm-hmm. its comfort with immigrants is always very high. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope that that's what you experienced while while you lived in New York. That uh, you're here, you're American, and we love you. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that I don't. I me, don't have. Yeah. <laughs> that as an American, that makes me feel really good. <laughs> good. <laughs> um, we. I, I question here from uh, since we're talking about different nations, our our listeners are getting involved in this. This is uh, Natalie in San Diego wants to know. Which is the better place to be a musician, the United States or Sweden? And I would expand um, Sweden to Europe. Um, right now, for me, Sweden is that is the place because uh, bec- I'm going through a lot of uh, internal struggles and um, just a lot of development. Um, and uh i'm i'm experiencing that it's nice to be around my family like mother and father and so on while i'm going through this because uh it takes a lot it takes a lot of self knowledge and courage in, to be able to go out to the world and say this is what i believe in and i stand by this because i mean in gold again the song i'm singing i would rather die than be gold again that's essentially uh what you have to face when you are willing to stand up for what's right there are going to be people that are, are people that are not going going to accept someone that is looking to uh, create some positive change, and uh, that can create a very hostile atmosphere as well. So right now, for me, it's comforting to to be able to go home and feel uh, to have some sort of like unconditional love around me as I'm developing and and uh, you know coming out to the world. Well, ho- hopefully you're getting some unconditional love uh, while you're on this radio show because uh, I really I'm, do. I'm feeling the love, Patrick. <laughs> I'm feeling the love. <laughs> well, um, there's another one of your songs that, that makes a, a pretty strong statement, and it makes it in a very tight musical construction. There's no way to avoid what you're saying. I can't play a lot of it because there's some words uh, in the eight-bar breakdown that can't be played in the radio, but I do want to play a bit of Big Man.
that song, as I said, makes a very mm-hmm. strong <laughs> statement. That there's a line mm-hmm. in that, they're feeding us the drugs so we won't think. And then you say, mm-hmm. no way. What are the drugs that we're being fed? Are you talking about more than just pills there, but everything around us? Oh, absolutely. I'm talking about food. I'm talking about uh, just the idea of <laughs> happy hour. What is that? Uh, I'm talking about, well, drugs as well. Uh, I'm talking about, I, I, there's a line in there too, um, what we read as well. That's that's something I would call a pharmaceutical as well. And, uh, yeah, it's 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 a... <laughs> It's a way to it's population control. You've you've um, you've mentioned earlier in this in this interview uh, materialism is, is essentially the drug we're being fed. Do uh, you think is is materialism? Yeah, absolutely. It makes you. I mean, you're standing and you're in a supermarket and you're standing in line, and there's a newspaper where talking about bombings and people dying or you know just just you know general like atrocities in the world and right next to it is a magazine that's talking about you know drop 20 pounds in a week right uh, because of how we're programmed i want to say programmed i mean there's you know we choose to do this but i feel like when, when this is what you're being fed from a very very young age it's hard to say that you really have a choice in what you're in what you're drawn to you know, I mean, even for myself, I can find myself being more interested in reading about, you know, Beyonce and Jay Z's marriage than I am perhaps in in, in reading uh, about, about the death toll in Iraq. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. Okay. And I'm and I'm someone that's aware of 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 these things. You know. Can can music change that? Yep. There's no oh. doubt about. It. I I can't say that this was necessarily my uh my generation but I I'm still going to use the word recall because music is just everlasting and never really dies. I recall a time of Bob Marley's, you know, John Lennon's and people that were people that didn't just see music as a way to fame and just a way to accumulate money. You know, these these men literally took bullets to say what they needed to say in order to to create a change because they realized what kind of power they had. And um and I think that that's that's essentially what what Sarah Charismata is about. It's creating a platform for music. That, that can, is meant revolutionary music, you know. That's meant to empower us and make us better as people. There's an, an email here from um, uh, Ramis in New York City, and she wants to know: Do you call your music, or would you call your music modern protest music? Uh, yeah, you you could call it that. Absolutely, it's um, yeah. I, it's like I call it. Revolutionary music, rebel music, modern protest protest music. That sounds good too. I will use that too. I will give you what, what was uh, what was the name of the person writing the email? Ramis. Ramis. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you mm-hmm. a shout out when I use mo- modern protest music. I like that. <laughs> okay. All right. 
Well, um, pro, uh, something I'm going to have to protest is the fact that we're just about out of time, right? Unfortunately, uh, I know this okay. has been great. Um, now, the out, when, when is the EP due? Uh, I don't have an exact date yet, but what I um, we're starting off before the EP is released. There's going to be another single release, and that's going to be followed uh, followed okay. uh, by an EP release. And and where should people go to uh, to see to to get the single? Um, it's um, you're going to find it on iTunes, Spotify, and so on. But also, uh, it's going to be streamable on uh, on SoundCloud. Um, I will probably well, I will make uh, at least uh, a few hundred downloads or so free um, once yeah. I release it. So be quick to get it. Um, but going to soundcloud.com slash Sarah Charismata, and the way you'd spell it in a, as a URL address is S-A-R-A-C-H-A-R-I-S-M-A-T-A, Sarah Charismata. Okay. Um, and, you can also and find me on Facebook, Twitter, and, and I'm everywhere. <laughs> and people can also find you on Facebook, too, if they want to keep yeah. up with you, I know. Um, yeah. Will they be able to pre-order the the EP at any time? Do you think? Uh, absolutely, and I will give you updates on that. Um, okay. On um, uh, I think Facebook is the best place. So okay, check so out Facebook for sure for that because um, right. I mean my Twitter feed is is probably heavier than my Facebook feed, so <laughs> it might it might not get lost in my Facebook feed if I if I post okay. it there. Okay, all right. Well, well, Sarah, we are out of time, but this has been a real pleasure talking with you. Thank I love you. music. I love your activism. I love the way you think, and I'm so pleased that you ha- you took the time to join us today. I'm so happy to have been here with you um, on Music Friday Live. Thank you, Patrick, and thank you, um, all you listeners. I'm very, oh. very appreciative. Thank you. We'll have to to, to do this again. Uh, you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from the Blog Talk Radio Network and our radio affiliates. If you like our Facebook page and you follow our Twitter feed, you'll get a real-time update on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartleben. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. You can, you can download this and other Music Friday Live programs at blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. Now, the Music Friday Live gang is going to take a few days off next week, so there won't be a live show. But if you tune in at our regular time, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, you'll hear a classic Music Friday. Check out our Twitter feed and Facebook page for details. We're going to be back October 3rd with a real treat. Producer and singer-songwriter Rain Perry is going to join us, but she's not bringing music. She's going to bring a film with her, a film that she's hosting about the demise of the independent recording studio. That's right. Even though independent bands are thriving, the studios that record are beginning to shut down all over the country. So tune in on the first Friday in October and find out why. And joining her will be Beth Goodfellow, who's one of the most amazing drummers out there. You won't want to miss this conversation with a woman who can play the skins with the best of any of them. So goodbye, everybody. Have a great musical weekend. We're going to leave you with a little of Gold Digger.
Okay. Darn. 